The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find where Welcome to Holiday planning week on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this week we're going to publish an episode every day discussing what you need to know to prepare for a successful holiday season as an SEO. Joining us for holiday planning week is Tyson Stockton, who is the Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. And this week, Tyson and I are going to talk about the five steps you need to execute a successful holiday campaign. Yesterday, Tyson and I kicked off holiday planning week by talking about how you can conduct your holiday research to get ready for the upcoming holiday season. And today, we're going to talk about putting together your holiday roadmap. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the second installment of Holiday Planning Week with Search Metrics' Vice President of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Ben. Good to be back again. Day two. Day two. And, you know, it's been about 30 seconds and I haven't even dropped a ho 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 SEOs. Oh, wait, there it there is. There we go. Hey, we're ready to get rolling. So, yesterday we talked about how to do your holiday research and we talked about what you should prioritize, whether it's your event pages, your Black Friday, Cyber Monday pages, category pages, or product pages. It's going to be a little different depending on the scope of your business. But the general takeaway was those category pages are ones you really want to get in tip top shape because there's less risk. You're going to get value out of them all year long, but they're really going to shine when the e-commerce industry puts its foot on the gas. Talk to me a little bit about building out your roadmap, knowing that you want to prioritize those category pages, but you do also need to at least do some cursory work on your product pages and also the event pages if you can. 
Perfect. So biggest thing on building out the roadmap is to really leverage the findings from the research phase. And we talked more of like things that were different of this year, maybe from last year. But then part of the research too is going to be pulling from like an audit as far as how did you perform last year? Where were the gaps? Where are the weaknesses? And then also looking at what has changed with your competitors that you're going up against. So from this, by looking at that to build a roadmap, I'd say essentially, and this is where you're going to have to be really honest with yourself and what kind of internal resources you have, is first thing I'd be looking at is, are there any technical limitations or weights that are going to be on the site? It still could be early enough right now to get some of those things knocked out. So typically, we always say summer's the great time to take on those big tech site performance, those big body areas of work before your code freeze. So if you have the bandwidth sneaking in items like that's going to be good. And then also I'd be looking at other potential technical limitations that you know are going to take a longer time because that's the items that you need to have on the front part of the roadmap versus leaving it later towards the end of the area that you can get a little scrappier. So it's 2020 and nothing can be predicted. But I'm going to ask you to look in your crystal ball one more time and talk to me about some of the technical changes that you think Google is going to prioritize around the holidays. I actually wouldn't anticipate much as far as like prior to the holidays from like technical side. Like we know that Web Vitals is on the horizon next year. We know that there was some communication and some postponements on some remaining websites that need to move over to mobile first. We also know that Google is going to be moving into the V6. So I think these are all items that we know are going to happen. I would strongly encourage people taking advantage of the six-month lead time that they have to those. But I wouldn't anticipate that those would be items that would be live to site or like live in the algorithm. That would be a significant change from how Google looks at like technical SEO elements by this Q4. So I was actually thinking more about some of the changes that were made with the BERT update, the natural language processing... Is there anything that's different when you think about building out your roadmap that you'd recommend that we prioritize in terms of Google's ability to understand your content, not necessarily just the technical component? Yeah, absolutely. From the content area, and I would say that's like we're technical improvements from Google's side. But as far as like the action items that then the SEOs would make, I would say that's going to be where there's more difference. And from what we saw in kind of like the previous core updates or BERT, Kind of how Google looks at understanding user intent is evolved and changed. And so when you are looking at past year's performance, I would also keep that in mind. So just kind of going back, I believe it was the March update or maybe in May, that we're looking at the example of how Spotify had a huge drop in rankings because of how Google interpreted the intent of some of their queries. So for that, artists is rather than getting a discography on Spotify, they were getting news and editorial sites for that. I would think of this for e-commerce in the same way. When you're looking at existing rankings, existing performance, where some of the queries, is it possible that your intent or you don't satisfy the user intent as much? So if they're looking for, let's say, again, because we've been on it, best running shoes... Well, is that an editorial page that walks someone through making the right decision of what the best running shoes for them is? Or is it just a standard running shoes page that you put best running shoes on as far as the page title on H1, 
trying to capitalize on those kind of like tangent terms. And so for items like that, I would say, hey, this year, probably less likely that you're going to get away with that as much. But again, that's where you can look at like how the rankings shifted through the algorithms through the last 12 months. And then also looking at where you were last year, where your competitors were. And is there any reason that those terms are no longer relevant in the sense of your page doesn't satisfy the true intent of those queries? Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So when you're putting your roadmap together, you know, we're creating this content in early September and probably get published you know, mid-September. There's only going to be, let's say, the second half of September, October, and November. You're really in the thick of having your pages published. What are some tips that you have for making sure that you understand what you can fit onto the roadmap and really what's biting off more than you can chew? Yeah. So before finalizing the roadmap, I would one, spend a little extra time with the product and engineering team and get as much detail as you can around the code freeze for your organization. Some websites have like, hey, this is code freeze, nothing can be changed. Other and especially larger ones will have a few stages of code freeze. So it's like the first one, okay, no core technical changes to the site. Next one's maybe moving like types of pages. And then maybe the last one's like actually editorial content on it. So by knowing exactly what the timeline is for code freeze, then it allows you to fit in what elements you have to at different stages. Most of the time from where we're at right now with it, I would look at technical first of potential low-hanging fruit that you can squeeze in before a code freeze because those are going to be items that will typically be earlier on the code freeze stages. Then I'd be looking at content, doing definitely refreshes. There's going to be relevancy issues of this year versus last year. Maybe you're going to have a little less content on those pages around driving in-store traffic, a little bit more of just online. So I'd say content would be my number two just because of how long it takes to produce the content and getting it to site. And then also similarly as, as the content's being produced, I would be doing a little bit more homework on the linking, running a few additional crawls and making sure that the pages that I need to prioritize are well linked to in the site, which typically that's something that you can kind of get through a little bit closer to the code freeze. 
But those would be three general buckets that I'd be low hanging tech, getting the content production started, and then looking for more, let's call them more minor page change elements, whether it's page titles, adding a few more links, etc. So let me make sure I understand the priority here. You mentioned the three buckets, technical, content, on-page optimization. Should I assume that those are the three things you need to think about in that order? Are those the priorities where you should be starting with your technical and working your way down to on-page optimization? Correct. Like you're going to find some nuances. You know, if you're further evolved or developed in one area than another, okay, maybe you can skip down to the next one. But I'd say that's where I would go into looking at it. It's both in the terms of, I would say, kind of importance, but then also it's hand in hand with importance and also knowing that you're going to have more limitations on the technical side with code freeze earlier typically with most organizations than what you might be able to get away with like putting fresh content on the page. Cool. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Vice President of Services at Searchmetrics. We're going to continue our conversation about optimizing for the holiday season by talking about how you could do your content optimization tomorrow. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton, or you can visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Data.